Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we bring you Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are bringing to you our... Not that. Not that. We're bringing to you our winter 2020 kind of a Gundam update and our one-year war retrospective. Um, we have completed for now um, covering the one-year war stuff. We'll talk about things we might do in the future with the one-year war um, and what we're going to do for it first. So this is kind of like us capping off season one of our podcast um, and moving into season two. So I am Lane. We also have Luke. I was muted. Sorry about that. Hello. <laughs> and Scotty. I'm excited for this episode of Sexy Action School News. <laughs> what? what? Um, so yeah, we have uh, we finished uh, the one year war. We finished it loosely. We loosely finished the one year war. It is over. It's done. Finished. It's done. Um. So let's talk. Let, let's start off. Um, let's start off with low points. What What is your of all the content we've done um, covering the one year war stuff. Um, let's start with you, Luke. What, what are your least favorite things we've, we've covered? Oh God. Give me two. Give me two. And why? Oh God, man. Um, I'll give you one. How about this? The, the Mustang, the iron Mustang one only because I was getting really tired of side stories at that point. Now I, I want to be clear um, with the, with, with the one year war stuff, there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff. And we did a lot of the side stuff, rapid fire. Um, so I got a little burnout on it. I'm going to be honest with you, but there's, there's most of the stuff we covered is good. I like most of the stuff that we covered. Um, stuff we didn't cover that I disliked. Igloo is a great example. Um, I watched the entirety of Igloo, all of Igloo start to finish. And I regret wasting that part of my life. So <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So Scott, are you for what we covered? Well, for what we did not cover, I'm with Luke. Igloo is, um, man, man, I, I will never have that time back. Um, and, and I, I have the Blu-rays. That's even worse. I spent money on it. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. Listen, you can watch that. PS one era F and B graphic. Oh man. Shit. It, it looks like ten eighty P, okay? <laughs> let, let's be nice. It looks like a Code Veronica pre rendered cutscene. That's that's exactly what it looks like. hmm hmm I liked Code Veronica. Look, for the time, I'm sure it was fine. The problem with getting a Blu-ray release of something in the US for the first time, sixteen years after it was made when it's CGI is <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure if that had been released when it came out and I had gotten that on DVD when I was in high school, I probably would have thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, oh, Igloo is great. Um, but watching it for the first time now, no. Um, anyway, um, of what we covered, Bandit Flower was the low point. The low point? Yes. Mm, wow. No question. Uh, because it's it's incoherent to me. Um, it does not foreshadow its major plot twist in a respectful way to the viewer, which the manga does a lot better. And um, and and uh, Thunderbolt just kind of goes off the rails anyway. And this is. And, 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 
I would like to change my answer to that. <laughs> uh, no, so I think uh, I agree with Scotty. That was I kind of forgot about that. That was hot garbage out of the context of reading the manga. Have like reading yeah. the manga along with it, uh, it's fine. But by itself, it was like when I read it. I'm sorry, when I watched it originally, I watched uh, uh, De- December Sky. Loved it. Was enamored with Thunderbolt, and then I watched that, and I'm like, wait, what? What happened? Where's the rest yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah, I love December Sky. Um, you guys didn't get to hear most of me and Luke's thoughts on it, but uh, my bad. <laughs> well, no, I was just hey, just putting it out there. That's all. I wasn't, you know, there, there will be a time uh, ten years from now. And there will be coals, and I will still be raked over them, legitimately, because we we had a good we had a good episode. And that, look, <laughs> there's plenty of stuff that you can do that to me. Just make sure my wife isn't around, or we'll never hear it. You know, like you've got war stories, and you know you do. So it's <laughs> I, I say these things knowing full well you have that ammunition on me personally. So um, anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that one at that. Uh, uh, um, so what was I talking about? What were we on? Oh, I actually like that part of the Thunderbolt manga in retrospect. Like, uh, it's later in the Thunderbolt manga. I start to get, uh, but uh, Bandit Flower itself, I did not think was a good adaptation. It was. It wasn't. And I mean, we we talked about it during that episode a lot, um, and even during the manga episode when we were like trying to compare and contrast a little bit. Band, band or uh, it was it was it was a hot steaming pile. Um, it and could have been done way better. Um, I think for me, the least favorite thing that I went through um, was probably the plot to assassination Kieran. Um, and and I think part of that was because um, I, I had read the summaries of it and I had thought, wow, this sounds like a really cool way to get some information on, you know, like what's going on. And I was like, oh, this will be a, a, a neat take. And there, there were some like pretty cool things that that we learned in the plot to assassinate Kieran, but man, that that manga sucked. It was bad. Yeah, it's a little I, long. It was long. I uh, I gotta say, I feel like during the I I, pro- I gotta go back and listen to it because I feel like when we recorded that, I said I didn't like it, but thinking about it now, I have fond memories of reading it. So maybe I did like it or didn't like. I don't know. I, I'm thinking I liked it. <laughs> I, I like I, I what think- it did. I, I'm not sure the delivery and the execution is. I I like a summary of the plot better yeah. than I liked reading the manga because the manga, and, and this is no fault of the translators or anything like that because they did an absolutely amazing job with everything that they did. Um, and I hope they continue to do more and more. Um, but that manga itself is, ugh, man, it's hard. It's- I think it would make a great like two hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. A really good couple hours movie. Yeah, that'd be great. And I think they'd have to change some things. Like nobody would want to sit there and read text messages, but maybe you could, you know, I don't know, do VR or something like that. Or you could have it like, um, uh, whatever their name is in Evangelion. Just shadow faces on like a video conference. Yeah. And, and at the very end when they had those few mobile uh, suit fights, I thought that was pretty cool, but that man, yeah. yeah, I was I was really let down by that manga because I I thought it was going to be really good and then like I read it and it was not. <laughs> um, so let's shift gears to to uh, what? Let's start with you, Scotty. Favorite 
things from the stuff we covered and and if you have any favorite things that we didn't cover go for those too hmm well I've, I've always really enjoyed the third mobile suit gundam compilation movie I really really enjoyed it i think it takes a lot of the and i like that part of the show quite a lot uh that you know, the climax of that story uh, to me, it getting the, the series getting truncated, it hurt the Amaro and Lala plot to me. I, I think that's the only thing it hurt. I think it helped everything else. I think the only thing that um, it, it takes a little bit of, you know, inside your head contextualization when you watch through it is Amaro and Lala, like you, especially with the movie, you're going, why? how could he care so much about her when they barely met? But then you also have to remember he's 16 and I have to remember being a 16 year old boy. And I, right? I think we, we all debated this a handful of times. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of going along with that, my, my favorite thing that we, so that's probably my favorite thing that we did cover is that third movie. I just, I think the whole climactic arc of mobile suit Gundam, it's, I feel like that is without that, you don't have Gundam surviving today. I I, I think the stuff that comes before it is wonderful establishing stuff and wonderful world building stuff, but probably from Jabiro onwards, I think that's the part for me that really sticks with me. Um, Before that, you know, interesting exposition, the stuff around Garma is neat. And then it's kind of drags for a long while. Um, But for the stuff that we did not cover, we only covered a little bit of origin. Um, But I think origin and its retelling uh, it takes a little bit of liberty with the timeline, but I don't think anything that the liberties it takes with the timeline only become a headache. If you try to integrate all of the side stories um, with that timeline, because they're dealing with the shows. And so for me, I just don't think about it that too hard. Um, but I think origin volume one through 12, just as a whole is a really really, really good retelling of that story. And, uh, you know, they've only animated volumes five through seven. I would really like to see them go back and do that. You know what I think I'm going to do next time I watch the, either the movies or the series is after Jabiro, I'm going to cut back to the origin OVAs like the manga does. I'm going to see how that plays out watching it hmm. that way. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Luke? Well, of course, December Sky. But uh, aside from that, I would say probably I, I have an unfair love for the, the first Thunderbolt movie. And I don't think it's the best thing that we covered. It's just my favorite thing that we covered. But I think the best thing that we covered that I, I grand scheme of things would be 8th MS Team. Um, I watched originally when I wanted to watch Gundam the very first time I watched uh, – uh, the original series start to finish on YouTube when uh, Gundam info or whatever was uh, uh, streaming. So I watched that, uh, went through all of that and I thought it was really good, but then I watched eight MS team and that's what really made me fall in love with Gundam and covering it. I watched it again and, and it like, kind of reminded me of why I fell in love with Gundam the first time. And it's just, it's, it's such a good, well done series. I mean, I know it's got its problems, but um, it's just one of the, shining examples of Gundam in my, in my opinion. Anything we, we didn't cover that, that you are a fan of? 
in terms of like one year war stuff. Yeah. Ooh, what didn't we cover? Uh, not igloo. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, th- there's not much that we didn't that we covered that I. I, I <laughs> I learned about half the stuff we covered as we were covering it, so I feel like my uh, understanding of the One Year War is not in depth enough to know what we missed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I, 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 my answer is pretty much the exact same as yours, Luke. I, my, my favorite thing, animation wise, quality wise, is is the first Thunderbolt movie. Um, I love watching that, and like. That's one of the things I, I if somebody's like, hey, uh, I want to see Gundam, what, you know, like people that I know that aren't really into anime, aren't really into Gundam, are like, what can I watch? It's like really just fun to watch. I'm like, all right, let's watch this Gundam movie. And like, they don't, all they need to know is there's a war going on and these guys are fighting in space. That's basically all they need to know. And they, they love it because it's got the style, it's got the, the, the grace, it's got the cool characters, got the production. Um, yeah. That and one then, passes the wife test. She watches the first time she watched that. She actually enjoyed it and like didn't fall asleep out yeah. of boredom. Yeah, and and then the the series that I like the most is, is, is again oh eight oh MS team. That is, um, it, it's hard to say. I like it more than the original series, but I like it more than the original series for for what it's worth. Like the original series is a good setup for me. But um, I like other series in the UC a little bit more for different reasons. Um, and but OHMS team has a little bit of everything in it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I could I could see myself watching that two or three more times, and like not having a problem watching it. Um, yeah. Um, who's your favorite waifu, Scotty? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a maybe a non-conventional choice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna go with Elise Finnegan from the plot to assassinate Garen. Mm. Yep, yep. Look, I have a type, and I feel like if these were actually real people, she's that. Yeah, she's cutie. So I had to go I had to go with Elise. Luke, who's your, who's your favorite waifu? Are we sticking to one year war? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I ruined it for him. Christina McKenzie, I would say, probably. Uh, I, I, I was going to go with her, too, actually. <laughs> That's fair. I got her first. All right. Well, Miu is a redhead. We just saw her in a thoroughbred. If, if, uh, if I have to not, if, if Luke's taken Christina McKenzie, I'm just going to have to go with Ina. All right. Yeah. Ina Sahali? Yeah. I mean, she's got, she's got, Issues with her family, but I mean, it's your resident MILF. She's got that solid 80s look, you know? Yeah. Out of 08th. Yeah. There you go. Good choice. Good choice. Now, we, the, the reason I have to share with everyone we did not do a husband option is because everyone is Shar's husband. That's true. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. You don't get a choice in the matter. He just <laughs> decided. That's yeah. Fair. Now, if moving moving forward from that, you know, I, I, my favorite male in all of the series is going to have to be Quattro Bagina because he's just, he's a man of mystery. Yeah. Lane, don't lie. You know, you're banging, uh, uh, Dozel. <laughs> he's banging me. I was told, 
I will say I fully was prepared to say laughter from IBO uh, for the waifu question, and I'm sad that I can't say laughter. I'm saying it now. We, we can get there when we get to the dark history in a few years. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know the gap in between, like, the UC and then whatever you want to place next. That's like tens of thousands of years. That's how long it will take us to get to IBO. <laughs> we will be somewhere like if you want to put Gundam X there, cause it fits nicely. And like that is the fallout from the seventh space war. I think we're going to be roughly on the fifth space war by the time our podcast hits. That <laughs> <laughs> so best of luck, gentlemen, I wish you good fortune in the space wars. We'll be retired, still doing this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be on the um uh the the new type spaceship to Alpha Centauri in like deep cold sleep with judo. <laughs> yeah, we'll be out there with judo doing doing his thing. Um all right, so one last thing on the one year of war before we, we kind of wrap things up. Um and, and just do like a, a general thoughts. I think like the, the thing I'm looking forward to, and I think, I think we're, we've mentioned it before. And I think it's something that we absolutely have to do when it comes out is when um, Thunderbolt finishes its mangas, which I think we were, we were the general consensus is it's going to be done around um, volume 15 or check. Yeah. The, that yeah. We, we're going to have to cover that because I think we all enjoyed um the last part of the manga, like volumes like uh, eight through 12. It was a little bit different type of story, but it was still like an interesting story. How far are we? We're on like, volume, what is it, volume 12 is the most recent one? Yeah, 12 is the most recent one. Um, I think 13 and 14 are out in Japan. Okay. Yeah, we're two volumes behind Japan, and I think 13 comes out next month or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think it was like February something right yeah um but i think we'll probably wait until it's all wrapped up i'm enjoying watching go off of the train tracks entirely <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it we'll see he might be able to rein it in yeah i already had to warn my comic shop uh owners about the art change because they had a couple other people that order all the volumes i'm like look i just need to go ahead and let you know like i think it's whatever is coming out soon or the one after that i'm like you might have people want to not do the the like next ones because of the art. Just, like, just, <laughs> just be aware. It's not, it's not yeah. at all, you know, but I can see people definitely just being like, nope, fuck this series. Done. <laughs> oh, we got arthritis. No, done. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, res- I, I can be respectful and I want to see where it goes. Um, on the other hand, if you do, if you do go on like Amazon Japan, or if you go and like, look at the scans of the later chapters, objectively not very good art (laughs) yeah um all right so let's just do any any final thoughts for the one-year war stuff uh scotty no luke i love it and i'm glad i'm done with it i agree i i'm I'm ready to move on it's really good we had this conversation when we went to go see gundam nt but there's got to be like that one guy out there who has read everything and watched everything as it's come out, not all at once or trying to catch up on 40 years of shit. Um, and he's probably enjoyed it more than anyone else because he watched it as it came out. Yeah. 
And I can't imagine, I, I have to imagine that that's the best way to experience it. But given the fact that I'm only 30 and this has been around for 40, I'm 31 and this, this has been around for 40 years, it's not possible. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I run into this with like, I think of the Transformers comics that wrapped up about a year ago and it's the best Transformers story on the whole that, in my opinion, exists, period. It's also 13 years worth of comic books. So someone's like, oh, cool. How do I get into it? I'm like, well, Volume you one. should grab a snack. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here a while. And and that feels very overwhelming. Like, Do you know why I've, I've never watched Naruto or Bleach or One Piece? Because they have like 800 episodes. And I've yeah. already done that with Dragon Ball. And I don't want to do that with more stuff. The only reason... I was ever able to to watch all of Naruto and all of Bleach was because in college um, they were only at an episode about forty of Naruto when oh, a buddy and my and I like binged it over the, a period of like two weeks and and then like I just kept up with it for years and years and years and and um, same with Bleach I, I started that when it started but. It, one cool thing, I haven't watched any of the new, like the sequel to Naruto, but I did I did get to go uh, when I was in Japan and uh, I think it was 2016, maybe a year before that. I can't remember exactly what year. It might have been 15. Um, they were doing like the Bleach or the Naruto like retrospective and they had like this huge um, exhibition hall set up and I was able to like walk through and see like all the different um, original like drawings of the jump covers that the author did for that. Um, he had signed them and like they, they had them like behind glass and there were like a handful of like sketches you could see where they had drawn the original manga and stuff like that. It was really cool to see all that stuff. Like I'm not like super, super into Naruto. I, I really liked it when I was watching it, but I never like got hardcore into it. Um, but it was really cool to see all of that stuff and like the things that they were doing. Um, and if, you know, you know, maybe 10 years from now, like I might let my daughter get into it or something along those lines, because it's like, it's like a pretty wholesome show overall. Anyway, that was my um, side rant. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to doing the, the Thunderbolt. I really enjoyed the, the one year war stuff we're doing. I'm, glad to be moving on from it um i admittedly when i watched 0083 originally i only watched the compilation movie um and uh, as with anything that's not the right way to do it and i know that um uh, but i actually have all the blu-rays now because i went and when there was a 50 percent off sale i got a bunch of blu-rays <laughs> um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to do that stuff. I'm excited to read some of the mangas that kind of fall in this timeline because I think they the the universe kind of opens up at this point in a way that um, One Year War does doesn't allow for um, as much, um, and it, it'll be interesting. I think um, you have year, you have just big full long years to work with, yeah, instead of a eleven month war. Yeah, well, and even even the eleven month war, a very significant portion of the content occurs in like December. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think with the like post one year war stuff, they they purposefully left a lot of timelines open. Um, so there's like different things that are going on, and you know, like there's 
important events and you know like certain factions are organizing but they don't like say like this person absolutely did this and this and this they kind of like just say like these guys got together they did this thing so like we're able to kind of um, explore these timelines in a different way than you have to explore with the one year war um so let's uh, move on with that because with this we're cutting the one year war off we're done for until thunderbolt finishes <laughs> um so this is the 40th anniversary of of gundam so there's been some g40 stuff that's been plastered all over for the past year the nt was a big part of that um and then there's like um hathaway's flash and a few other things i'm really excited they've they've done some stuff i think it was with um i want to say his name's ken okuyama did a a redesign of um, the Shars Zaku and the uh, redesign of the original RX-78. Um, I actually got have pre-ordered the RX-78 and it's out. Like if you look on the internets now, it's like people are get starting to get them. It's starting to like fl- fall into people's hands. I don't have mine yet, but um, I actually am going to build the, uh, the high-grade RX-78 too um, very shortly. And then I'm going to build the the new g40 industrial rx78 too and kind of want to have them like right next to each other and kind of excited for that um but there's like some cool gundam info like shorts with the the new animation and everything if i didn't have such a kit backlog i'd be jumping on that g40th yeah it looks really fun i'm i'm looking forward to it it looks I've, i've watched some of like the long promo videos where they talk about it and like what, how they thought about the design. It was kind of, it's kind of cool to like um, to see them reimagining something that was like very shoddily drawn in like 1979. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you have to make it something that your uh, cheap labor doing all the animation cells can do a gillion times. Yeah. Um, uh, the designer of that one is an industrial designer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next thing that we've got coming up, um, that is directly related to Universal Century is Hathaway's Flash. Um, they just released a trailer, um, was it, uh, on the first, wasn't it? It was New Year's Day they released the trailer, so. Something um, like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was not a ton of new animation, but we did get, like, a, a like four or five seconds worth of new scenes and stuff. Um. Yeah, it's really hard to tell what's going on with it. Uh, having not read Hathaway's Flash originally, I have no idea what it's about. I've read some summaries of what it's about, um, and it seems like it, it could be interesting, but it also seems like it could be boring. Um, I think, um, Scotty, correct me if I'm wrong, Hathaway's Flash was originally like a not-canonical piece of the puzzle, right? Or maybe it was, I don't, I don't know. I think it was written by Toriyama, wasn't it? Well, Toriyama. I'm sorry. Um, Tamino. No, it's all good. Um, uh, so it is a sequel to Beltarchica's Children. And I really am still not sure how to say Beltarchica correctly. I'm just going to go with whatever's in the Zeta dub, which just kind of ignores that middle syllable and makes it a mess. But anyway, um, it's a sequel to that. Meaning, and that is the story with uh, where you have things like the High New and the Nightingale. And I'm going to get this messed up because I'm not looking at something. But the sequence in Char's Counterattack 
where um, somebody kills quests and then Hathaway has to kill them or something. I thought Hathaway. Oh, wait. I told you I was going to get this wrong. Hathaway killed quest. Yeah. Because she killed Chan. Wasn't it? Yeah, that happened. sounds right. Yeah, he, he he basically rage killed her. There is, there's a key difference in how that happens that triggers a lot of, like Hathaway's. Like Hathaway basically becomes a terrorist, and a, a lot of what happens in Beltatrica's children in that version of Char's counterattack, uh, is what informs his character in Hathaway's Flash. So unless, yeah, you know, I think there are because they're animating it. it is going to live within the animated canon. Um, so I'm very curious to see what they do here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's strange to me because um, they're billing it as a direct sequel to Char's Counterattack, which, I mean, it is, but it's also 13 years afterward, which puts it after NT. Um, yes. So it's more of a direct sequel to, you know, Unicorn and NT. Um, do, which, you think, do you think this is like them shoehorning it into the timeline or do you think it's like I think, logical? I think they have to, if they want to like, I, I mean, I, I think that's what they're going to try to do. Um, and I've, I don't think they've directly addressed it, but I think they're trying to also move things towards like the, the V Gundam timeline and nobody have, has said like exactly how they're going to address that because if I, none of these things mesh well together at, at the end of the day, like yeah. unicorn does not make sense if, if with victory Gundam, no, or even F 91. Yeah. And that to me is the time crunch. Um, so you got a 23 year gap, 22, something like that roughly between Hathaway's flash and F 91. Uh, and even then, just thinking about Hathaway's Flash and NT, um, there's so much there. Um, and then with, you know, it feels like they've really got it set up in UC100 where um, you know, the Republic of Zeon is supposed to rejoin the Federation you know, by treaty or whatnot. Uh, like they've got Maneva set up as the leader going into that era for a reason. And the NT was showing friction within Zeon still for a reason. And uh, I think uh, what I am thinking about lately is in, uh, we're going to talk about it later, but in Re-Rise, there's a little bit of a tease of the unicorn fighting um, the, the Penelope. And yes, I'm going to say it that way just to be an asshole. I know it's Penelope. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I have to wonder if that's a tease and, and we're going to see something that is somewhat faithful to the source material but also brought in to that wider canon. And, and I could see a story. I'm just completely speculating here, but you know, maybe, um, um, oh gosh, whatever, the Mufti is somehow one of those friction forces trying to um, you know, get in the way of Xeon rejoining the Federation. Or, I mean, we're, we know we're going to have a disaffected Hathaway, I would assume, um, I would assume that he's he just probably, looks like a salary man in all of the. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I assume we'll probably have you know, bright blow up his ship and not know it was him and retire. Um, I assume we'll have porn stash bright, but that's I, I got almost nothing from this trailer. I was like, 
Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't give a lot of information. And I think the only reason they call it a, a, a direct sequel to Charles Counterattack is because it just aired in theaters. But like, oh man. I I I I think I mean we talked about it before. I think they aired Charles Counterattack because they delayed this movie because it was originally supposed to be a winter winter thing. And now they're like, uh, now it's going to be July, <laughs> but it's not delayed. That's, we were just going to release the trailer in December. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you just didn't, you, you misunderstood what we meant. I don't care how long they delay it. If it means it's better. Yeah. As long as it's good. Um, I, I hope it's good. I mean, especially NT was a little bit disappointing. Um, I liked watching it, but it was disappointing from a story standpoint. NT, yeah, sell model kits. Yeah, I mean that's Gundam in general. <laughs> that one more so than yeah, other things. Um, so talking about selling more model kits, um, Reconquista NG, Reconquista, Reconquista NG. Or Rico for the initiated. Reconquista, uh, because apparently, um, you know, Reconquista, I don't know, do, do Japanese people not know Spanish? It's, it's, uh, it's space, it's a space conquistador. <laughs> oh, okay. So the first movie was titled Ike Core Fighter, uh, and that released November 29th. Uh, the, they've announced that the second movie is going to be Belri Gekishin, uh, and that's going to come out on February 21st of this uh, uh, 2020. So it doesn't sound like they're going to be five movies. Um, it doesn't sound like they're sp- spacing them out too long. I think I showed Scotty a link to um, the the DVD or the Blu-ray setup for the first movie, and it was like 100 and something bucks just for like, a, a, a compilation movie and it was like Good, uh, yeah no way no. gonna hard pass on that <laughs> yeah I, I haven't checked it out yet i i'm a huge fan of uh jiriko so i am very yeah and i can't remember when the when the blu-ray is coming out but it's i i want to say it's like may or something uh yeah i could see that um i don't know either way i'm excited i felt like this is a criminally underappreciated series well, and that's why they're remaking it because Tamino was really upset that people didn't like it enough. To be look, I can, I can actually. Uh, I'm with Luke that I think it is underappreciated. I enjoyed it, but I also think some of the criticism is very valid. Mm-hmm. You, you have to pay attention to like every episode, and it is yeah, part of Tamino's style and and. This creeps in starting really bad in Zeta, in my opinion, where a lot of your exposition is through context. Like, do you want to know what's going on? You'll figure it out. Here's everyone interacting with what's going on. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, it's it's a lot like turn A in that regard, except that turn A, if you read a two paragraph, like synopsis of the state of things right before starting to watch it, it clicks you got it. If you do the same thing with G-Reco, it doesn't really help um, because there's one too many factions, maybe two too many factions. Uh, you know, a lot of characters introduced and then kind of scattershot focus and then they come back way later. Or I, Yeah, there are things that can be improved, but I did quite enjoy the series for what mm-hmm. it was. 
I will admit that I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so you haven't seen any of it, really? I haven't seen any of it. I mean, I've seen like stills and stuff like that, but I it's it's on my list. But I've been like going through stuff, and yeah, um, it's sure. it's not quite there yet. Uh, it, it, it's I think a I think if you take it as an AU, it, it it's probably more fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it is UC, and it is after. V and G Savior and before turn A. Um, but if you take it as an AU, it, it's a lot. Life is simpler. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is with a lot of stuff. Um, all right. You guys want to talk about Re-Rise. I only watched the first three episodes, so. All right. All right. So Re-Rise, it's the sequel to Gun and Build Divers. Gun and Build Divers was all right. It was all right. It was good. Not not great. It was a, actually quite a letdown after Build Fighters and Try. Yeah, so Build Fighters and Build Fighters Try were great. Mm. I really like Build Fighters. I haven't seen all of Try yet. And Try is very good, too. Mm-hmm. Try is very good, too. I, I, I quite like that one. Um, also, the original um, Gunpla Builders Beginning G was pretty good. Not as good as uh, Build Fighters, but uh, Beginning G was decent. Um uh, anyway, so Build Divers was good, not great. This one starts out, so we, we just hit the mid-season finale of it, so it's, what, 12 or 13 episodes, something like that? I think and, we're on episode 13 or maybe even 14? Uh, maybe so. I do know that um, uh, it's episode 13. I do know that they started it really, 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 really differently from the other series in that it was established characters with no real backstory who get thrown into this thing. And the big difference here is that they get thrown into this thing with no explanation. And then they continue going into this thing for like nine episodes with no explanation, which is a really long time. And it made me not really enjoy the first couple episodes of this. I would say, I would say probably at least the first half of this, uh, this mid season. Um, It got a lot better in the last couple episodes. It's getting better. The story is taking off. But it took a solid probably nine episodes to take off. Yeah. So that first, I would say, handful of episodes, or maybe even the first half of this first season, really just the first six to seven, maybe eight episodes, it's generally just the same premise. They are in this full dive VR MMO about Gundam. So it's basically SAO, except yeah. they're not stuck there. Um, they just play entirely too much. They're not, they're not stuck there yet. Uh <laughs> not actually going to die yet. Anyway, um, so the, that first bit, you're yeah, you're basically there, and they're going through the motions of here's your new model kits, and hey, it worked. I got an Earth three sitting over here. Um, <laughs> here's your new model kits, and here's your new characters, and it's only like you you don't feel like it's super related to the first series. Yeah, there's some recurring characters and themes and stuff like that, um, and you got you know, different quests that they're on and they're assuming that they're in some special mission. Um, that is, they think it's a unpremiered, uh, story mission. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately they just think they're in some kind of story mission and, uh, you even have in, um, what's his name. And some of the parts is saying like all these NPCs, they just, these dialogue sequences are just too long. And, and that's fair. They actually are. Like one point he says that, and it was right after I felt the same way. I was like, thank you. 
is this dueling producers? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because it's just some of that isn't very engaging. But then it has cool battles. You have, you know, the enemy is in command of uh, basically the it's like the Death Army from G Gundam, except they're variants on the Death Army suits. Um, so that's pretty cool, uh, and and a little bit foreboding um, because usually anything dealing with Death Army, and you think about like the um, Dark Gundam or Devil Gundam, like it's it's bad stuff, and. Um, but yeah, it's kind of all innocent. And then at some point they, they really kind of built up and hyped like that. They were going to have some encounter with this enemy, which I thought was the ogre dude from the first season. The first time they showed him turns out it wasn't. Um, and then they have this episode that Luke was it episode 10. That was just dreadfully slow after an exciting episode. It was 10 or 11. Um, it's about right. It's, it's in that range. I, it might've been episode 10. I'm not, I'm not under some sure, no, but it's in that range. You know, I think it was, I think 10 was, like really good. And the end of it was really hype. And I was like, Oh man, I'm excited. And then 11 was like exciting for a couple of minutes. And then it was, uh, now they're in the story mission area. And the whole thing was just them like hanging out and at some like festival and talking. And I was uh, like, yeah, I'm looking right now. Episode 10 is actually them hanging out at the festival for like the second oh. two thirds of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So nine was, yeah. The first like eight are just kind of going through the motions. I was like, this isn't super great, but it's build divers and whatever they're selling model kits and establishing characters. Fine. Yeah. Um, so I can forgive all that. And then, yeah, nine was like good. I was like, Oh, the story's getting going. We're hyping up. And then 10 was just like, uh, I remember finishing watching. I was like, what did they do? I told like a buddy on Twitter of mine, um, said like, Hey, like, what the heck just happened with, what was that? And I was like, yeah, they lost all their momentum. That was garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel foolish now because uh, 11, 12 and 13, it really, uh, I think 12 to me, if I was making the show, that would have been my cliffhanger for the mid season. Like it the real twist it, the knife. It felt like it ended in a weird spot that mm-hmm. happened. And I assumed that was going to be a break. And then the episode came out the next yeah. week. I'm like, well, shit, cool. We got more stuff. And then that, and then I watched that episode and then they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, season, season finale or mid season finale. That's why. Yeah. That's why I didn't think there was going to be a break because I thought if you were going to have one, you would at the end of episode 12. So basically what you have happened and I'm really into it after these last few episodes, like I was at the end of 13, like mid season break. No, <laughs> like it had really hooked me in. Um, so they go essentially up like an orbital elevator, like in double O and they think there's just, just still part of the game, you know, whatever. And they run into this, uh, I guess he's our villain and I don't remember his name, but Seltzum. Uh, well, that's you talking about? Seltzum is the suit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. I'm talking about the naked glowy guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Uh, anyway, um, Lane's face right now. I wish everyone could see, uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, Sojo Levenfu would be proud. He, Alice. His name is Alice, but spelled A L U S. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, I must. I think I, I blocked that out because I was also watching Sao. Oh yeah. And and there were too many Alices. And I was like, this. I need fewer Alices for a second. Um. But anyway, and 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 but now I have to wonder if that's a play on on uh, ELS at all. But. Uh, um, 
so kind of like this weird spooky guy. And as Kazami is talking, uh, what's her name? May is like, shut up, dude. You're telling this guy way too much. Um, because May is an L diver. Mm-hmm. Like, like Sarah was. Yeah. Um, so May is <laughs> a life form within the game. So again, if you want an SAO parallel, uh, Kirito and Asuna's, uh, um, the thing that happened from their sex in the first season, the little girl. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what L divers are, except I don't think they come from fucking in the game. They haven't implied that. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, she's like, dude, you're telling this guy way too much. She clearly knows something bigger is at play. Uh, and so that this guy is finding out about these little furries that they've been interacting with the entire season. And, um, so the next episode, he like it's basically them fighting off against his big moon laser cannon, which is why Sojo Levenfu would be so proud of him. He had not only has blown up a moon, but installed a giant cannon on it, um, and and he uh, is going to fire it at the big furry village with all their furry pals, and um, they're like, oh, we're going to stop them, and they have this big battle, and they're doing all their power ups, and you're like, oh, they're going to win, but they lose, and he fires it and he blows it up. And then there's this actual like major problem with a lot of uh, like they basically get uh, when they get back and see everyone very sad because there's a lot of dead animal people. Um, uh, they get like yanked out of the game because there are all these actual connection and data problems in the real world. And like, I thought that was the cliffhanger, but um, or at least when, they lose, I thought was going to be the cliffhanger, but then you have one more episode uh, where you basically find out that everything they have been doing is, um, is not a video game. Yes. But there's that. And that's the thing. They're like, Oh, it really happened. And it's like 30 billion light years away or something. So it would take 30 years to reach us. But you know, time is weird. So I don't know. I was, I was very, not confused, but I was kind of underwhelmed by their explanation of the impact it's having in real life. So this is where I think the first season to me helps Um, because they talk in that about how these L divers, they don't want them to happen and they end up, they're like, we really just need to shut down the game so that we don't have basically sentient beings coming out of this VR MMO that we created. This is very bad. And with everyone's feelings, they talk them into going, no, that's not very bad. And it's a happy ending. I think this is getting like, it's taking this dark turn. I didn't anticipate where mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing that, uh, Alice, Alice. And, you know, I think anything with ELS is maybe part of the pun on like, that's maybe some kind of L diver gone wrong and actual, like what the actual consequences could be. Um, so I guess just like my anticipation of this showing that maybe everything they did in the first season was a really bad idea. I, I would be, that would be really good. If it turns out to be the case, I'll, I'll be happy about it in the end. Cause they don't do that much and that would excite me. Yeah. That would, to me, that would actually elevate that, that uh, first season quite a bit, maybe not in a vacuum, right? Like, Right. That's fantastic. 
I will eventually watch it. <laughs> yeah, now you know everything that happens, but um, I'll forget it in a week. Well, you know what I was trying to also figure out is only some of what I thought they were doing at first with all the um, anthropomorphic uh, villagers was trying to tie them into white base personalities like parallels. Hmm. Um, but I, I don't think it's a one to one. I think they someone like wanted to do that. I can tell, but they didn't. Kind of like with the original Gundam build divers or uh, Gundam try whatever you know what i'm talking about yeah uh where they have like rombaral and yeah some of uh patrick colasauer's outfits are are quite interesting this season um he's uh in the episode where everybody gets yanked offline he's in uh corin nander's like weird moon jumpsuit from turn a it's a very strange outfit but and then i think he's uh like dressed up like haman khan in one episode so if you liked the Patrick Colasauer background cameos uh, supporting the Gundam Valhalla theory of the build universe, <laughs> uh, this is it. All right. So let's we'll take a quick, a quick uh, I think that, that's all we had on our list of things to, to cover. Um, but let's take a quick uh, aside. We did this with the last, the, the last news episode we did. Um, Let's cover something that is not Gundam related because why not something quick? What let's, I want to hear from each of you. Give me uh, what, what's the favorite thing you're watching right now? That's, that's not Gundam related. Ooh, I'm watching uh re zero again. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Although I'm a little underwhelmed with the director's cut so far. Uh, yeah. Something uh, new though, because ReZero, ReZero, I'm I'm looking forward to season two, and I'm gonna watch the the director's cut. But let's go with something that's like brand new right now that you're watching, because I know we're all watching like a handful of things. Yeah, um, I talked about it last time, so I want to talk about Fire Force again. But uh, welcome to Demon School Irumakun. Totally watching that. Totally enjoying it. It's probably terrible, but I like it. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. A human, a human gets uh, kidnapped into the demon world and becomes the grandson of essentially the devil. So, and he goes to school. It's it's one of those slice of life things. But he's in, he's, in, he's at demon school. It's probably not good. Scott, you got anything? So much stuff just ended. Can I pick those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Like it, I just meant like ReZero for me is like I I really like it. It's probably one of my favorite like isekai shows, but like it's like three years old at this point. Even yeah, though they're doing a director's cut of it. it it's kind of hard to pick. The last season had a lot of series that I was following that, as I said, have uh, have ended. Um, they, I guess, some are on breaks. Like Sword Art Online to me is just on a break. Like, yeah like build divers is so that has not ended um i think of the ones that just ended oh, man i probably gonna go with grand blue fantasy as what i was enjoying the most uh enjoyed the second season a lot more than the first but you absolutely kind of have to have the first establishing mm. story you know this one is the sort of deep dive into character arc season um it's based off of a mobile RPG uh, and it has a lot of, it, it feels a lot like an older final fantasy game to me story-wise. 
I think it was written um, by one of the Final Fantasy guys. I can 100% believe that. Yeah. Um, so I, I was enjoying that one uh, quite a lot. But uh, honestly, the, uh, the, uh, the other one that we were basically watching as soon as the new episodes came out, um, and I know there are some very valid criticisms about um, the animation style the last couple of seasons, uh, but the, the season of Food Wars was actually very, very entertaining. Um, I'm a little disappointed that they're going to keep making it. Um, this season would have been a great place to say, okay, manga's ending here. The anime is going to stop here and stop adapting it. Uh, I have not read the manga past. Well, I haven't read any of it. I have a lot of the volumes because Candace wanted them. Uh, but uh, my understanding is that the manga after the part that they have adapted into animation gets legitimately bad. So I was kind of hoping they would stop making the show, but maybe they will. Um, maybe it will be better. We'll see. Yeah, I think uh, Luke Luke mentioned Fire Force, which I think I think along with Doctor Stone is like one of the most unique like plot wise animes of like the, like this past season. Like both of those are just like ab- above and beyond like the the best Stellar. like animated quality and, and like stories. I should actually amend mine to Dr. Stone. It ended like two weeks before everything else. So yeah. it, it feels like ancient history now, but um, that was one of those I didn't realize was a two core show. So I started watching it like when episode 14 hit, cause mm-hmm. I thought it was like the last one. Um, and yeah. I binged the absolute crap out of it and enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's going to continue. I think it's just on a short break right now. I think, yeah, I think it's just on hiatus. Um, that was really but, good though. Shield but, uh, Hero, but that's old. Yeah, Shield Hero is fantastic. Hopefully that starts back up soon. I think maybe fall or spring. I have read every single one of the light novels. I, I'm still like two behind right now. Um, yeah, Can't I wait to just fart it out with more Shield Hero. <laughs> uh, I, I am, I've been watching uh, a, a basketball anime. It's another one of those slice oh, of life God. ones. Um, a Hero no Sora. It's really. It's really good. I, I've Do you even watch it. regular basketball? What's that? Do you even watch regular basketball? No, it's and that's the thing. Like I, I used to re- like playing basketball and watching basketball, but I actually hate watching basketball now. Um, there's too many games, and like I don't have a team that I really care for. Every um, time I mean, when I was growing up, Michael Jordan was playing, so I, I was, you know, of course, I was a Bulls fan. Um, but now I don't really care about anybody. I, I'd rather watch like, um, you know. 20 games of football in a year and be done with that. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I try to watch a sports anime, I don't watch the sport. So I get bored with it because of the sport. So my favorite sports anime of all time is Hajime no Ippo. And I've, I've watched that and I've followed the manga for a while. I haven't read the manga in like a year now. Um, but that that's like my all time favorite. And like, I don't yeah. even care about boxing. It's, but boxing, it's just so, yeah. it's so well written. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that, but I did watch Megalobox, and that, that was really good too. That was really good too. I really liked season two of Transformers Cyberverse. <laughs> I have not caught that one. It's a uh, very, very low investment. You can watch it on YouTube. The episodes are eleven minutes long. I've I have watched a lot of Transformers, but I've, uh, it's been a long time since I sat down and watched one of the series, like. When I was overseas, I watched um, all of the original series, 
then I watched, uh, I, I got like something from one of these like third, like these like Chinese pirated DVD markets. And it just came with a whole bunch of like DVDs that we were just like putting in and like guessing what was going to show up. So we watched a lot of Beast Wars. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, to plug my other show a little bit, we had a monster three and a half hour decade interview episode that came out a couple of weeks ago on the Twin Cast podcast. And we talked about Transformers Prime a lot on there because I, I liked Prime. Yeah. Prime was good. Yep. They have not, I think for, for a general audience, nothing has been like Prime was since since that finished. Yeah, I, I think I watched like the first season or two of Prime. I, I didn't see it all, but I, I saw a lot of it, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Cyberverse is definitely aimed for kids, but uh, you can you can tell the writing staff like really digs Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's based out of Ireland's Boulder Studios. So there's a heavy influence of a lot of the comic lore uh, into what they're doing with it. And I think that kind of aids it. It gives it a, um, like there's a depth to it, even though it's very clearly a, um, Hey, second and third graders go buy transformers toys show. Um, Maybe that's not giving third graders enough credit, maybe first and second graders. Uh, But uh, uh, like there's, there's enough there for me to enjoy. Like I, there are episodes I can be like, yeah, they clearly like the, the season finale, I can point you to issues of more than meets the eye that like they were 100% like, well, here's our model of like what we want to do and then we'll make it fit this story. So hmm. yeah, it's good. It was a, well, for me, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, like it's uh if you, if you can watch children's shows and not, think about them too hard and get too nerdy about them. I think it is an enjoyable watch with a very extremely low overhead to access it. It's free on YouTube. And as I said, the episodes are 11 stinking minutes long. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe when my daughter gets a little bit older, we'll, we'll go through some of those. Yeah. Cause you got rescue bots and rescue yeah. bots Academy for the real little ones. There you go. Yeah. All right. We got anything else? I do not. All right. Well, Thanks for uh, checking in. Always feel free to reach out to us. This concludes our one-year war and season one of uh, New Type Flash podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening in and uh, those of you that reach out and and give us feedback and ask us questions. There's there's a handful of you guys on Twitter and on Reddit that will give us some feedback and ask questions every once in a while, and and we really do value that, and please continue to do so. um, We're always looking for new ideas and things to to distract us from slogging through some of these longer series. Um, So uh, thank you once again, and uh, feel free to reach out to us on Reddit, on Twitter at new type flash pod. You can find all our bios there until then we will check you out next time. Thanks guys.